This is a podcast from Minute Media. All right, everyone, I've got bad news for you. I am the only one on this pod today, and I have to talk about Chelsea versus Manchester United. But don't worry, I'm not going to talk about it very much, because frankly, it was miserable, and I want to relive the experience as little as possible. You know, Chelsea started really well. They were on the front foot. They were aggressive. And United weren't even able to get out of their own half. It was all Chelsea. But as it often is in these situations, you know, Chelsea just kind of does the damage to themselves. If, if our finishing was a little better, we would have won. If our passing was a little better, we would have won. You know, it wasn't so much as United parking the bus as allowing us to undo ourselves. And that's basically what happened. I mean, the first half was really good. And the game went into the second half. Giorgino made one, frankly, abysmal mistake. And it was, we were behind 1-0. And, you know, like so many times before, at this point of year especially, we went behind and we just kind of lost our heads. We lost whatever control we had of that game. And this United team, this frankly awful United team was able to get its own foothold and push us back. And if they hadn't given up a pretty stone cold penalty that Thiago Silva still had to kind of sell a bit, Georgina wouldn't have got the chance to make it one, one. Um, but that kind of backfired on us too, because once it became 1-1, it seemed like all the momentum to make subs was gone. And Tuchel waited way too long to bring on, you know, Lukaku, Mount, and Pulisic, who, you know, they all had little moments, but overall our attack was just very, very poor. Uh, you know, Twitter's all about picking a scapegoat or one or two. And I think it speaks to how the attack did that, they can't figure out who they want to scapegoat this time. You know, some people think Hakeem Ziyech was the best player and some think he was the worst. Some think Callum Hudson Odoi was the best. Some think he's the worst. And there's just, there's just no consensus on what went wrong, but I, I would just say overall, it felt like one of those games where once one thing goes wrong, it all starts to go wrong. And United just let us play into ourselves. Um, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the title race. Not at all. I don't want anyone to think that's what I'm saying, but we did that. That wasn't United. We did that. So I'm going to go ahead and get into user questions. We don't need to talk about Manchester United anymore. And after that, I'll briefly touch on Botford and West Ham and we'll get out of here. All right. So from Krishna, we have this Chelsea has not shown any comeback victories against low block teams. Will that haunt us? Uh, I was expecting Chelsea to lose against the first goal and bounce back. Um, yeah. So basically, what he's saying is if we go down, especially against these teams that defend like United did, we don't really have a way back. And, you know, he's right. Um, since Thomas Tuchel got to Chelsea, we haven't struck well, even before two goals at Chelsea, we struggled against low blocks. 
but the reasons are different now. Now the reasons are we seem to kind of work with our attack as not necessarily the end product, but, you know, as ways to get to the end product. I mean, I don't think it's a mistake that our wingbacks have been scoring and assisting so much under Tuchel because the forwards are, you know, they're pulling players away from those guys. We're scrunching the opposition really narrow, and then the wingbacks can come in from wide and do their damage. Um, low block teams will tend to compact like that and play into that, and that's going to make our attack struggle. Um, you know, no offense to the likes of Reese James, but if I'm really desperate for a goal, I don't think he's necessarily the guy I would want to bring on. I mean, that's what we got Lukaku for. That's what Pulisic is for. Um, Mason Mount came on with those two and, you know, tried to make an impact. But overall, we just don't have the numbers to kind of force it, if that makes sense. And some of that's formation dependent. You know, if you're playing 3-4-3, you're going to be down a midfielder or an attacker compared to 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. But that's not an excuse because we created plenty of chances to score and win the game today. And like I've been saying, that one's on us. You know, the tactics are fine. And, you know, teams are going to play low blocks against us because it works. But we can get around it. We just need to, you know, figure that out. And that brings us into, I'm going to say his name is Zorakun's question of, does this team have shooting drills because they're woeful in front of goal? And that's, that's hard to tell without being there on the pitch. But, you know, shooting is one of those basics that you would think teams don't really need to train it. And they probably don't because time is very limited and you're going to spend more time on training tactics and formations or not formations, but, you know, structure. And shooting is going to be one of those things that you just assume players can do. But a whole nother part of it is it's also one of those things that's very fluky. You know, players taking shots. I mean, Timo Werner is a great example of this. If he gets in front of goal right now, do you think he's going to put it in the back of the net? Probably a little more so than you would have thought last season. But, you know, you got so many things running through your head when you get in front of that goal. Um, And that's even before the ball gets there, you know, you're thinking about where you need to position, how you need to position your body. And then it gets to you and you just have a split second to make that decision. And it's really easy to get it wrong in that situation. Um, It doesn't help that keepers seem to always have their best day against us, but that that's one of those things. And then there's other moments like Callum Hudson, Odoi, he took a shot, which was probably the right decision looking back on it, but he could have maybe played it through to Timo. And there are a lot of instances like that where we, we take too long to make a decision and then we make a bad one. And that only gets worse, or at least it gets more apparent once you get towards the goal. So, I mean, again, we're creating the chances we need and that I think creating chances is harder than actually scoring them. So as long as we're creating the chances, someone's just got to figure it out at some point. I think we're going to be helped by Lukaku coming back because he's pretty good at finishing. Um, And then someone else is going to have to help him. You know, Mount's never really been a finisher, but he creates plenty of chances. Ziyech 
kind of goes in and out of being a decent finisher. Um, you know, Timo Werner, I, I appreciate what he does, but goal scoring isn't one of them. And I find it hard to believe that he's at Chelsea for, you know, his non-goal scoring abilities. Uh, it, it's just one of those things that we're just going to have to pound away. And hopefully we'll do that against Watford. And we'll get into that in a second. But the last question is from Big D Blues. Uh, we have a surplus at center mid who goes on loan and who's sold after this season. Uh, if he's talking just about who's in the pivot, uh, Jorginho's probably staying. Conte's probably staying. I, I don't want to get too knee-jerky about today, but Loftus-Cheek was pretty poor. And I, I don't think we should necessarily assume that he's back to where he was before yet. Um, today was the clear sense of it, but you know, I, I think it's a big injury he's coming back from, and we're just not quite sure where he fits. But also, once Connor Gallagher gets back, once Billy Gilmore gets back, how are they going to play into this equation? And you know, are we going to have to change formation because we have so many of these really good center meds? Um, you know, I, I don't think we'll play the pivot forever, and. If I had to make a guess right now, Loftus Sheik would be the odd man out of the players we have permanently, which, you know, we have Saul, but he hasn't really done anything to justify buying him outright. So, you know, he'll probably be gone. You know, going back to Conte and Giorgino, both of them are running short on their contracts, but I don't think that's something to worry about right now. Um, you know, if you start talking about guys like Mount and Kai Harvard's at center mids, if we do change formation, that's going to complicate things. So there's a lot of balls up in the air on that one, just like there is with, you know, pretty much every position right now, you know, center mid or center back rather is the big one to think about at the moment. But uh, looking ahead real quickly to Watford, they seem to have kind of figured themselves out a little bit since Claudio Ranieri got there. Uh, We'll see how long that lasts. I don't think they're going to maintain this goal-scoring streak that they've had since he's got there, since that's not really his thing. But he is very good at organizing teams. He's very good at building teams. I mean, one could say he built Chelsea in a lot of ways. Um, not this current Chelsea, obviously, but previous Chelsea. And Leicester City could say this something similar. Um, but really, we just need to put this United result in the back, back of our minds and just, you know, batter Watford. Uh, I don't know another way to get this draw out of our, out of our mouths and to wash it away with some big Watford victory. Um, maybe the more intense one is the one that comes after that with West Ham, who, you know, have very, not slowly, but, you know, they've become something very, good under David Moyes and you know maybe in some ways United's looking at how they treated Moyes and they're not really sure what to think about it but his West Ham is pretty legit um, they're not pretty to watch by any means but they get the job done and that might be a concern for us after this United game because West Ham's going to defend even better and they're going to attack even better but we've beaten them more than we've beaten United. So 
it, I think mainly it's just going to come down to, you know, do does Lukaku mount Timo Kai who who finds their way into the starting lineup here in these next two games and who really lays down a marker because frankly none of our attackers bar Hudson Odoi lately have put down a marker this season and you know regardless of how you feel Hudson Odoi did today he creates a lot of chances and he gets through on goal a lot and he gets players through on goal a lot so and unless Tuchel see something I didn't see today. I think Hudson Odoi will still continue to start. And then those last two spots are completely up for grabs. Um, you know, people, some people think Hakeem Ziyech did well today. I'm not one of those people. Um, I'm not overall impressed with Ziyech. I'm not really impressed with Timo Werner. But Lukaku and Mount have to play. And when they do play, they need to show that they – deserve the spots more and they haven't really had a chance to do that. Kai Havertz and Christian Pulisic need to do the same. Um, and there's just not, not a lot of minutes to go around for this many players. Um, we talked about center mid earlier, but those attacking midfield spots those inside forward spots. Those are really packed now that everyone's getting back to fitness and it's going to be really interesting to see what Tuchel does with that. But that's all I've got for you guys. Uh, thank you for joining me on this hopefully quick and painless podcast. And let's get back to work here.